Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's episode is Moon Harbor Hearts Episode 2, Descubriendo los Misterios. On the cover, Soraya and Ladrona Infinita are wrapped in a passionate embrace, while Rebelde looks on conflicted. In the background, Jetty and Camellia poke their heads around the side of the screen, stacked on top of each other. As the opening credits roll, our story begins. I'm going to report you. You're a terrible teacher. Sure, go. Run off. See if I care what Enrique thinks. I begin to tune the guitar and drink from that beaker. The front of the guitar opens up. Inside, there is Yegez's personal ID. And how did you not notice that there was a, like, small laptop in here? Small enough that you ask yourself, how do you type with this? And large enough that you go, how do you fit this in a guitar? (laughs) Oh, this is important. Oh, this is a thing. Ah, shit. Ah, fantastic. Shit, fuck. Start going again. Start running. I gotta get to her before she gets to Enrique. So let's hop over to Enrique's office. La Fantasma can walk through walls and did get a head start. So her arriving just slightly before Jetty. Probably I, I will use any shortcut that I can to get to the the office. But as a gesture of uh, respect, I, I would not enter into the principal's office th- through the wall. And I <laughs> knock the door. And there's a beat. And then Enrique... Uh, opens the door and uh, he's like, oh, Senora Tene, oh, uh, Senora Montenegro, hello. Hello. You know, I, are you busy right now? Uh, I can, I can spare a moment. Is everything all right? Uh, no, it's not all right. I, I don't know how to say this because you know that I am not this kind of person. I don't like to come and go with information and things like that. I'm a super serious person and this is not who I am. But uh, I'm worried about the kids. I work all day long to for these kids to be all right. And it seems like there are s- some teachers that don't have this in mind. You know that your PA teacher just uh, let let the kids run away, uh, telling them that they are playing scatter and he just does other thing meanwhile. This sounds like you're trying to manipulate a social superior. Yep. So have you caught them in a good mood? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's not, like, in a bad mood, but he's not, like, in a good one. He looks tired and, like, oh, yeah, I yeah. have some minutes for you, but I don't think that uh, he's, like, in a good mood. Does your well-being directly affect theirs? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and are you keeping your hands clean? Uh, yes, obviously. I'm trying to uh, say that I am a hard worker and that I care about things and, like, I do everything right, and everyone else does things a uh, wrong, uh, wrong way. <laughs> My way is the right way. Okay, so that's a plus one. So that's a five. <laughs> so I think that's at that, that moment that uh, question number five catches up. At that exact moment, he's got like a, <clears throat> like a little radio that uh, a lot of PE teachers have in certain schools uh, to... That, that, you know, fucking is only goes basically to janitors or the principal and no one else because that's how those radios are supposed to work in schools. And that, like, radio chirps, uh, like on Enrique's desk for him to answer. And you just hear Jetty go, Hey, uh, boss, we got a situation. Enrique had, had been listening to you, Camila, and he, like, puts up a finger, like, one moment and goes over to pick up the radio. Uh, what's, what's up? Yeah, we've got a we've got one one of the kids from my class has decided to be a bit of a oh Joe no 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 Jetty has given one of the kids whose ability is basically to turn into a very large uh, fucking bouncing rubber ball twenty dollars <laughs> to just kind of like bounce at top speed and slam in like through the glass of Enrique's door. <laughs> Wow. And it, it, under the pretense that the kid is trying to is trying to escape being given detention and has lost control of his powers. Yeah, that is definitely distracting. Yeah, and he's immediately like, "What? What is it that you tell him to the radio?" 
it is is something to to the effect of just like I'm trying to give you a warning that one of the kids is is trying to oh, 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 you better get down get down as, as I fucking try to make it seem like a warning before that kid slams through. <laughs> oh God, yeah. So we see um him like like uh, frantically like gesturing at Camellia like get down uh, as this window like blows open and this gigantic rubber ball which I'm kind of picturing like oh gosh what's her name in Willy Wonka the one that turns into a giant blueberry yeah so it's got like the head and like the arms and like the feet sticking out (laughs) Uh, as this kid just comes like crashing through the window and then like bounces off of the ceiling and then the floor and then back out of the window in the midst of the chaos I emerge (laughs) shock phantasma drag her out of the room (laughs) I, I, I'm like, well, I can't believe what's happening. So I probably would uh, go through a, a wall just to keep myself safe from the giant kid uh, that's bouncing through the window. And so like I get out of the action to say it some way. And then Jenny, you were coming up to grab her. That is the idea, yeah. She steps out. She steps out straight into uh, my palms to be shot. What is the what is the goal with the grabbing? Like, are you trying to like hurt her? Get her away from this office so I can talk to her. <laughs> if I have to knock her out and then move her to the to the old science room, I will. Yeah, you grab me and like I get a, a little shocked, but I go. I mean, like. Uh, it's that or the bouncing giant kid that I don't want to control right now because it's your time to control them. What do you want? This it doesn't matter right now. Whatever it was that we were talking about before. I've already forgotten most of that conversation. Listen, there was something inside of that guitar. What do you mean like something inside the guitar? Like inside the guitar. Like it's physically inside. The, look, <laughs> I hold out the the ID and the, the little laptop. <gasps> This was inside one of the of Carlos' guitars. Not just one of them. The one that's on my back right now. Uh, I I start like acting um, uh, suspicious, and I start uh, checking that no one's looking. We should find a safe place. Let's go to the guitar room. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go quick. Gestures back towards the room. I, I've already I already asked Rico to do another pass through that <laughs> office, so we gotta move quick. Because he's gonna be bouncing back down this hallway and no one will be safe by that point. So let's go. Let's uh let's jump over to the other two. We see this like very high tech medical facility, uh this deep underground medical facility, and Dr. Carlos Ciegues is in a hospital bed in a coma like all hooked up with like IV like all the it, it's completely tricked out with all of the like stuff you expect to see in a hospital that may not necessarily be things that you put with with somebody in a coma but like it looks right we have a budget and we have to work with what we got yeah so walked into this room which is fairly quiet just with the steady beeping of the machinery here he is. We have done the best of our, our abilities with the technology we have to keep him stable, but my hope is that you can help. Hmm. And I and I walk up uh and sort of uh trail my gauntleted finger along the side of the bed. This is the the hero who was a thorn in the side of my creators for so long. Huh. He's an important person to many people. I'm sure. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? Can you tell what's wrong? Can you fix it? Hmm. Perhaps. My powers are somewhat limited by the host that I've taken. Her flames are more for destruction than healing, but... Perhaps uh, a diagnostic. Your your primitive science can only tell you so much. Uh, and uh, I reach up and like press on on the side of the uh, the like metal mask. And as I do that, we can see that it's actually crept a little bit farther across her face. It's starting to be Ooh. more symmetrical and less uh, less pushed to the side. 
and then two other eyes open up under the first one in like a line going down the face uh and like you know space uh scanning beams start shooting out of them and like sweeping over him yeah i guess if i don't have to um maybe i'm am i trying to spot something out of place yeah i believe so yeah in a, in a way right <laughs> yeah uh and these i feel like this is directed at dr yagez mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool I'm going to assume that you haven't been intimate with this person in a coma recently. we just met. Yes. Uh, Are you free of other distractions? Yep. And are you the center of attention? Well, I guess not. I think it's more like he's the center of my attention. Yeah. Damn, okay. Simply roll an 11. So on a hit, ask two questions. What do you have of value or use? (laughs) Huh. Because, again, I don't think that that I'm actually that interested in helping him, necessarily. (laughs) Naturally. So the fun thing with Dr. Yeges is that he uh, is slash was a telepath. So I think it's quite easy to get this kind of information from him. Not something that he has on him at the moment, but you see, like, in some of the, like, memories that pop up. He has some files that relate to, like, this alien, like, race that you came from. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, specifically, like, invec- investigations into them and a very suspicious, like, like plans folder of, like, I guess, like, precautions and, like, here's what we do if they invade. And, oh, yeah, that's that's probably not the usual use of this question but how could i get your character to uh wake up from a coma and be healthy again your multiple timelines stuck in your brain into one or whatever so we see a little like flashback to like a previous episode where we saw la ladronia infinita hiding we had just basically called it like his kryptonite some kind of power nullifier it also contains, like, there is the, the, you said, like, there were two missing batteries. But it is basically, like, I think, like, you notice, like, inside of his head, there has been an implant. And this has, like, shut off the, like, his powers of telepathy. And, like, in teleno, like, like, telenovela sense, like, sh- turning off his powers has completely just put him into a coma combined with what happened at the computer. If the power nullifier was the opposite of nullified, <laughs> the nullifier is nullified. <laughs> so I'll I'll say ah, very interesting. Oh wow! And I'm like kind of hamming it up. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. What what did you find? The lights turn off. Uh, and I and I sort of like lean back uh, casually onto the uh, onto the bed, and like my elbow like shoves his leg over a little bit as I as I sort of lounge back on it, and I say, mm, "Wouldn't you like to know?" <laughs> I I would. I want to know. I need you to tell me if you want any of this to work. If you want me to work. You need to tell me how to help him. I'm demanding what I deserve. Are you offering something of value in return? Yes. Yeah, your love forever. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. very valuable. Do they love you in this moment? I would say yes, but I'm at, let's ask. Yeah. For sure. I think my my three eyes now like sort of blink a little bit out of sync with each other. Uh, as I see, like, the, the passion and the, you know, fervor with which you believe this. And are you being kinder than the person you replaced? I think still yes. Because mm-hmm. I'm doing it for a presumably altruistic reason. So that's a plus three. That's a ten. Awesome. So on a hit, uh, the target chooses one. And on a ten plus, though, you can remove one of those options to be picked from they escalate and deny you they cannot do that one nice 
All right. Uh, I think in that case, I will concede to your will. You owe me leverage. So I think I say, uh, well, it will only take a fraction of my power to, to achieve this. I simply need uh, a certain device uh and i and i explained what it is uh and i i imagine that soraya knows about this thing because of uh working with la ladrona right not quite yet but i think like the audience can can surmise based on like a bit of like seeing like this being buried it looks it looks it looks like it might be around the fountain you know, where a certain someone asked Soraya to meet her later this evening. So I think I'll say, uh, I don't know exactly where the device will need is, but I I think I've got an idea who to ask. And I, like, sort of uh, am, like, uh, waving my fingers in the air and green fire is starting to, like, play around them. Okay. Okay, that's good. Why don't we hop over to this guitar room? So we arrive at the guitar room and uh, we check that, or at least I check that no one is following us and that no one, that everyone is worried about the kid that's bouncing in, in the office and no one is paying attention to us. Yeah, it's causing quite a ruckus. <laughs> Come on, open the computer. Yeah, here. I I open it up, put it on the table, and I think, honestly, just kind of, like, show it to La Fantasma, and quickly just, like, if there's anything that's going to be on it, it's going to be all sorts, it's probably going to be all sorts of codes, or theses, or sciences stuff, and whatever, so if there's anyone who should look at it, you sh- it that should be you. Oh, okay. <sighs> And I'll holds up the pat, holds up the little ID, and stares at it. I'll inspect this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we turn on the computer. We put we pass the ID. We put the ID or however it works. I'm not sure. Uh, but... It's like a like you just scan it. So Jenny can continue to inspect it after he's scanned. It's got like a mix of like personal and work stuff. Um, some things that would stand out. Um, there are some files on La Ladronia Infinita. There's probably not something that would stick out necessarily to La Fantasma, but something that like a like a folder that we just recently saw a scene ago uh, about a certain alien race. Yeah, I think the one that would be most noticeable would be on La Ladronia Infinita, since like. It is widely known that she killed Dr. Yegez. Okay, so I open the file to check out on her information. I, I, I imagine that there are some, like, kind of report on her powers or something like that, or... There's a bunch of stuff, like, uh, like news articles, like reports and information. One thing that sticks out, though, is... Like, a small folder that has a bunch of personal stuff. We get, like, a bunch of, like, flashbacks as Camellia is, like, going through all of this stuff. And we see a much younger Dr. Carlos Yeges. And he is with... We finally, like, see the uh, the armor down for the first time. But there is La Ladronia Infinita. Well, I guess I can't say that she looks younger because we haven't seen, like, them underneath the armor. <laughs> uh, but still has that, like, long, luscious hair. Love the ideas of all of these, like, candid photographs of them. But, like, the face is constantly covered by convenience sensory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the picture snapped just as the wind kicked up. So the hair just blocks the whole face. Yeah, like, they're out of the armor, but you still can't see the face. <laughs> Uh, but it's them younger, and they look like a couple. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And you also see what looks like the scan of a birth certificate with the last name, Yagez, but like the uh, first name is not one that you would recognize. They have a son. Oh, my God. And I act all like, I don't say anything, but I just 
like grab my 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 face and say, "Oh, I can't believe this!" Oh, and like I know what what I'm reading about. <laughs> I, I I slide in to like look at the screen beside you and just say, "Nah, that that doesn't sound like the Carlos I know. He's not a lover." Well, he has a son here, so I, I guess that La Ladrona Infinita is uh, the mother. Squinting at the stuff on the screen. Yeah, birth certificates do say like both the parents, and like her 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 real name is like just blurred. It's like weirdly blurred. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to to ask. Like her face in the pictures. Yeah, it's like there was like a printing error. <laughs> Splotch of ink. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that Carlos murder was a passion crime. I can't believe this. It has to be... I think that Carlos wanted to talk to his son and La Ladrona Infinita didn't want to. That's what's happening. I'm, I don't know this, this for sure. I'm just speculating, so... God, that's... Oh, that's heavy. I can't believe that after all these years it turned out that Carlos fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but even if, even if, right, it was a passion crime and it was related to whoever, why hide, Why go through all the effort to hide it? Uh, I'm going to check more in the computer to see uh, if we can find something else. I don't think there would be anything on a why. Like, yeah. this is his personal computer, so, like... Yeah, yeah. This is, like, more of just, like, things for him. Like, he doesn't... He isn't going to have anything for an explanation for, like, why he is doing a thing, because, like, he knows why. Is there something else that we can check on the computer? Because, I mean, this computer was high, it was hidden because of something. And, I mean, this just can't be it. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of, like, very, like, confidential files on, but like, a bunch of villains, like, on the alien race I had mentioned. So, like, that isn't just what's on it. Like, there are very confidential files, but that is, like, the thing that has stood out due to the fact that La Ladronia Infinita killed him fairly recently. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that you would notice in that folder is... Uh, at a later date, it looks like there is some adoption paperwork <gasps> that was being filled out uh, with Enrique's name for uh, trying to adopt, uh, trying to adopt this child instead of La Ladrona Infinita as the mother. Uh, do we know the name of the uh, child? Even though we we don't recognize it. That's a good question, uh, Senora Chinenevas. <laughs> I think, I think in the first one, the first one that the name doesn't matter, but in the second yeah. in the adoption, you see that there's also been a name change yeah. to Rebelde. <gasps> in the adoption certificate, there was also changing in the gender marker. And is Rebelde a name that uh, either Jetty or Camila uh, would know? You might know them as like a like minor criminal, okay. That that has worked with with Enrique, but nothing more than that. Does what do we do with this information? I mean, we know that this rebelde it's La Ladrona Infinita and and Carlos' daughter. We have to find this person, don't we? Yeah, we probably do. Oh, the thing is that we should ask Enrique. I don't want to ask Enrique this. I mean, it will put uh, his position in... Uh, like, it would be a weakness, so maybe we should research somewhere else. Listen, listen. I don't, tr- I do, I do not, I don't trust Enrique as far as I can throw him, and because of that cape, I can't throw him very far. <laughs> but... I I do have an idea. Something that we could follow. I hold up the the little pass card, the ID. 
This is the same kind of ID that we give to all the students for their student IDs that lets them into the library and, you know, places after school, after the school day is over. He had one of these that he used to get into his office, but this is a different one, which means that it must open something else. Some secret, some even more secret facility than gestures to the guitars, than his lover's room in here. We just need to find out where that is. Which means, I think we have to go to his bedroom, on here on the grounds, his former room, and see if it, and see if it opens up. I don't know something to a secret lab or uh, a fancy place to get more of this water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Like if there's a, some some other place secret, uh, it might be in his room. Okay, we do that. Right. We're gonna have to move quietly, subtly. We're gonna have. You've already left, haven't you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I'm gonna just run. <laughs> okay, so we shift the scene, uh, and outside it is it has grown grown darker, and Soraya, you have a meeting. I do have a question, though, Senora Tinieblas. Are you? Coming along with, like, trying to hide, uh, staying out of it entirely. Okay, what what did Soraya tell me about this meeting? Or Coressa tell me about this meeting? Great question. Uh, I think that I probably let you know when it was happening and where, but that you shouldn't let Soraya see you mm-hmm. follow her. Uh, can you Can you, like, you know shapeshift into some grass or something to like hide <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll i'll shapeshift to not be there cool cool yeah that sounds great nothing that a secret rendezvous likes more than a secret observer right yeah so we see you uh at this at this fountain nice uh and i think that i um uh, reach behind my back as I did before and pull out a folded fan uh, and like hold it up and make a little tiny like circle with it pointing up above my head uh, and a tiny spark like shoots out of the top of it and then goes poof like a little firework and makes a little a little sparkly uh, cloud of fireflies in the air just for a second so that's my sign that I'm here uh, and you turn your head and there is La Ladronia Infinita, uh, with, I guess I can't say a smile because they've got the this helmet <laughs> on, uh, but like just this tilt of the head and she's like, oh, we got some sparks flying tonight. Don't we always? Well, I appreciate the literal touch. <laughs> uh, and I say, well, one of us has to be the showy one. You're always so bottled up in that armor and i'm like stepping up and uh tracing my uh, regular human hand on the like chest plate of the armor why you want me to get into something more comfortable we should probably not do that in the middle of the square unless you're interested (laughs) i mean i'm not i'm not saying that like i'm uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah she laughs like in that like kind of like half joking half serious way (laughs) Like, clearly, like, joking about, like, right here, right now, but, like, if you're into it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, maybe later. <laughs> That's great. And she, like, takes, like, a lock of your hair and, like, twirls it with one finger. It's like, well, I did ask you here for more, I guess, business reasons. Hmm. I suppose I can tolerate that. I, I might have some business of my own. I'm not sure. I've been having weird flashes of of missing time almost like when uh uh what's what's a terrible time themed super villain name when professor midnight was uh was was you know uh swapping us around in timelines that's troubling it's how i guess how often does that been happening a couple of times today, I think. I mean, it's it's a little hard to tell, because how do you notice if you're not remembering something or if you're not somewhere? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I 
was going to see some sort of secret facility down an elevator, and, and there was something, but I can't... Ugh. And she's, like, putting her, her hand up uh, to the, the metal side of her face as though she has, like, a headache. Uh, and they take that hand that has gone to your head and, like, kind of, like, like stroke stroke your, like, not the, like, the back of your hand. It's like, there, there. What, what secret facility was this? It's also, there was something with Rebelde. Who is that? Why do I even know that name? It was... Uh, uh, oh, oh, it was... Um, Tinieblas. We were, we were together. She was going to show me something. Something important, but what? Well, I will... I'll try to find out more. See if I can find anything. Check and see if Dr. Midnight has broken loose. He better not have. That time crystal was supposed to last for a thousand years. <laughs> uh, or he's got some protege or whatever. You know how things go. Yep, no one ever stays gone. Nope. Anyway, I wanted to let you know about something that I've hidden here. Just... I feel like somebody else should know in case something happens to me. What would ever happen to you? I know, right? I'm untouchable. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> and I give her a little shove. I can't even say she grins. She's got the helmet on. <laughs> uh, she, she laughs, though. And she... Like swings, I I'm imagining like she was sitting down on like the side of the fountain, but she kind of backs up and swings a leg over, and walks over to like the centerpiece of this fountain, mm-hmm. and there's like a specific like I'm trying to think of like what the what the what the fountainhead is. Um, I think it's like I think it is of since he's the founder of this school, like Doctor Yagez doing some cool like superheroic pose but she reaches out and like grabs onto one of the hands and you hear this like click and the water in the fountain starts to drain yes and once it is empty she reaches like and presses down on one of the tiles and it uh pops up uh, and she like reaches her hand into this this hole down below and like holds up this this box which uh would have seen she's like if for some reason anything happens and there is need of dr yagez get come get this okay but how could there be need of him if he's dead? I mean, we we still need him, but he's he's not here. Well, I mean, yes, you you think you need him, like, but not desperately. That's very cryptic, but I guess I am probably used to that by now. <laughs> All right, I'll 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 keep this safe, and I. And I, like, step forward. The the moonlight is, like, shining down on us uh, as it comes out from behind a cloud. Um, and I reach past the box uh, to to caress their helmet, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I reach down and, like, press the little latch to, uh, to lift it up. Uh, and as, as that's going, uh, and, like, steam is hissing out of it, I say, I just... I'm so glad that you can trust me with this. I know it's been a long process for you to to open up to me and to feel like we're really two two parts of the same whole and I can't express how important that is to me. I I'm so glad that I can be on your team so that you're not all alone. And I and I lean in for a kiss. That sounds like you're expressing your love passionately. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Are you dressed to impress? Yeah. Let's say I'm. I'm. Oh, I mean, I'm always dressed to impress. I'm lovely. But Obviously. Like, so. Do they believe that you are single? Yep. <laughs> and are you the center of attention? I better be. Yep. So that's a three oh, plus three. I needed that plus three. I got an eight total. On a hit, your target gives himself to you or reveals a secret that they probably shouldn't. Yeah, so we see this, like, box, like, fall to the ground, um, conveniently, like, back in the hole. She, like, she gives in and starts, like, to kiss you, but, like, the camera pans out and we can see, like, her, like, her foot putting this tile back in its place and, like, reaching back to grab the hands. That way water starts to fall back into the fountain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice all right i am i am curious rebelde you have you been watching all of this yes i'm a jury behind them yeah i would love to like get some reactions to like all of this <laughs> yeah I, I, dramatic I zoom-ins on the tree <laughs> i think the, the tree hasn't moved but like <laughs> you could swear you've seen a bead of sweat maybe sap or something rolling down the side of it at several points. She pulls away and caresses your cheek again, and she says, Well, do you want to get out of here? Maybe go somewhere a bit more privately? I I don't want anything more in the... (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly we see the hand that is on the back of their neck on the armor which is the alien gauntleted hand, dig its claws in and green flames start to pour caustically out of it onto the back of their armor. And also because I am an ice queen, uh, when I reject someone immediately after expressing my love passionately, I can clear a condition or inflict a condition on them. Wow. I'll inflict a condition on my dear sweet uh ladrona oh my god (laughs) um and she looks like visibly like hurt both like physically you were gouging into her neck and also just like this look of betrayal on her face and she just looks at you and it's just like soraya what (laughs) (laughs) oh soraya's not here anymore you don't need to worry about her And her face immediately hardens. I see you're still hiding your fragile human body inside this adorable little armor. Here's a tip from a professional, honey. You need to become the armor. Otherwise, you're still soft and weak in there. Just give me one moment more for my flames to melt through and reach your flesh. It sounds like you're striking out at someone. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Uh, so have you caught them off guard? It seems pretty likely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have they just wronged you? No. Yeah. Not really. Uh, are you the center of attention? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a plus two. Uh, okay. Getting tens up to twelve. On a hit, your strike lands and you each mark a condition. And on a 10 plus, you may also take something from them or avoid marking a condition. Mm, these are all so good. Obsessed, zealous, lustful, or raging. I'm I'm currently trying to melt someone. I'm raging, I think, at this point. Okay. And on a 10 plus, you may also take something from them or avoid marking a condition. Yeah, let's let's take something from them. How about I rip out part of their armor? That seems cool. What about the helmet? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, as the as the flames start to melt through like the, you know, the spine armor of the uh of the suit, I'm able to like get my claws in like up under the back of the neck of the helmet and just tear the whole thing off. Uh, I'm holding it dramatically up, you know, wreathed in green flames, uh silhouetted against the moon. Ooh. And like as you hold it up, she reaches out and just shoves you into like the the fountain like that is starting to fill up with water and she just bolts it. Nice. And like we see the like hair whipping around and fluttering behind her. Obviously, like as she turns around, the hair covers the face. 
and I just sort of let myself fall into the fountain and sit there. The the helmet uh, splashes down in there and starts like steaming and hissing. That went well. I think we just need to get this, and that should should be good. It should be good after we we get this to uh, to Doctor Carlos. Of course it went well, darling. All my plans always go well. That's what happens when you're perfect at everything. <laughs> you're right. I think she kisses you as the fountain drains. Why don't we jump over to the bedroom of Dr. Yaguez? I feel like as the principal, he would have had like a like house like somewhere on the grounds. We've been in there for a moment looking around. Jetty abruptly just says, Do you ever get the feeling... Like we're missing something. <laughs> <laughs> like something else. Like so, like other important things are happening at the same time we're doing an important thing, but we have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's weird to think how things happen to other people while some things happen to the rest of us. It's weird to think that the life of other people still uh, goes on. Like, uh, yeah. Just feels like it. Just it just feels like the way that things happen on this campus all the time. We're just gonna crash into each other like the trains just out just outside of the school, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's the water talking. <sighs> anyway, keep an eye out for elevators or weird doors that go underground. With the heel of my boot, I will like tap on the floor to search for. Um hole or something yeah to see if we find something different from a regular floor to, for starters and i'm digging through his underwear <laughs> okay and also flipping his bed over because i've come to the conclusion that carlos was a lover so i might as well look under there <laughs> <laughs> the the room is like pretty dusty uh nobody's been in here in several weeks and most of it seems pretty mundane and regular there's nothing in the underwear drawer there's nothing under the bed but i think when uh, camellia goes towards the closet and like pushes back some of the clothes uh there is a weird panel against the back wall <gasps> so uh, come come here's something something's weird here oh shit we got it that's it uh, like i touch the panel does it like um slides or it's just a pressure thing or something like that like i try everything it's got like a keypad but it also has like a place where you can scan your id okay perfect I slam the pass yeah. i don't have to be i don't i don't have to be instructed i just, swat, just <laughs> let it go yeah and so the back wall of this closet uh, opens up towards a hallway it looks like it was hidden like within this within this but like to make the architecture make more sense it very quickly like looks like there's a staircase going down oh shit this is it whatever carlos wanted to hide or whatever he wanted us to have against enrique or whatever other things are underneath this building it feels like there's a new thing every week it's down there okay so we go down of course uh, I uh, close the door from the from the closet before going down and just so, so no one can see that we are here. I, I spark up my hand on electricity because I did not bring a flashlight. <laughs> I still have the guitar, did not bring a flashlight. <laughs> Actually, no, I hold up the fucking uh, the, the tuner because it shines <laughs> like gold. <laughs> Yeah, so there's the staircase, uh, which goes down like quite a quite a ways, and kind of goes down like there's more tunnels. Um, you get quite deep underground, but you come out to a much larger room. Which, like, once you find a light switch and the lights come on, I guess the best comparison that I can come up with is like like the Bat Cave. Like it's like that hidden like underground like hero room, but. It it doesn't look like something that screams Doctor Yagez. This looks like kind of like a like a lair. Like it has super villain vibe to it. 
it's also like doesn't have the same like style that like you saw of like the furniture back at his house like this looks like somebody else has decorated it um and like you can't really put your finger on like what is off until like we see the two of you walking around and a doorway that you hadn't a door that you hadn't gotten to yet opens and there is hair covering the face um this like long long black hair a uh, suit of armor and la ladronia infinita walks through the door <gasps> you and she looks up and is like how and like she sounds like it sounds like she was recently crying and they say how how did you get in here and i would love to cut over to Rebelde and I guess Caraza. I think we're in we're back in the deep lab. I'm about to turn the the device on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I look at Caraza. Yeah, uh, you can see that uh she is even more Caraza y than before. Uh Ooh. the the alien metal has like spread most of the way across Soraya's face and is now threatening to take over her remaining human eye and has like spread down her neck from her shoulder and joined up with the metal arm and it's it's getting intense. Ooh. I like caress her human side as I look up into her eyes, what little she has left of her cheek, and then kiss her. Mm-hmm. And she says, don't worry, that'll be gone soon. And then I move back and I say, I'm sorry. And I activate the device to, at the same time, help the professor, but turn off the powers in this uh, this armor and separate you two. Yeah, start out someone. Have yeah. you caught them off guard? Super I believe so. Guard, yeah. Have they just wronged you? No, they haven't wronged me, but I can't I can't let them take over this this woman. Are you being kinder than the person you replaced? I think so. Otherwise I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared. So that's a plus two. That's a twelve! Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Uh cool. So your strike lands and you each mark a condition. And mm-hmm. then on a 10 plus, you may also take something from them or avoid marking a condition. I want to take Soraya from them. Ooh. I'm going to take the uh, obsessed condition. And uh, yeah, I think that the uh, the like power nullifier like sort of like spreads out as like a like a invisible sphere. And we see the, the three eyes like flicker and go out and then like almost come back on again and be just goes out and because her body is so much metal now it just like sort of sags over sideways uh you know knocking over a bunch of of test tubes and medical stuff and ripping wires out and everything yes uh, yes and i i'm gonna take ru- uh ruminative because i'm i'm conflicted but i think this is the right thing to do we see all of that happen and then the camera pans uh over to the bed and zooms in, and we see Dr. Yegez open his eyes. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T.P. Huth, Elliot Peterson, and Sean Geddes, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy, they, them, can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T or Tess, she or her or they, them, can be found on Twitter and Instagram at tphuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot, she, her, or they, them, can be found at Elliot Yulen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean, any pronouns, can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was GM'd by Elliot Peterson. Soraya and Caraza were played by Alex, he, him. You can find his games at fractaldragon.itch.io and hear more from him on the improvised game design podcast, Unplaytested, or on Twitter at AFractalDragon.
Senora Velde Tianablas was played by Fabi Garza, she, her. Fabi is a games writer, podcaster, sensitivity consultant, and the cutest bear girl in the world. She can be found at Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter and as a cast member on Eidolon Playtest. Garza is G-A-R-Z-A. Jenny, or Cordo number five, was played by Justin Joyce, he, they. Justin is a freelance writer, webcomic scripter, and game designer. Paper Stars can be found on Twitter at Paper Stars Comic. Justin can be found on Twitter at Radio Air Hyper. Camelia Montenegro was played by Armanda, she, her. Armanda is an Argentinian TTRPG designer who focuses on solo games such as Paranoid Android and Cordelia Needs a Kingdom. She's a highly prolific designer with many projects under her belt and many more to come. She has started a program in which she translates to Latin American Spanish one-page TTRPGs. She's part of hashtag RPG Latam. You can find her published games on armandah.itch.io and you can follow her on Twitter at armandah17. Armanda is A-R-M-A-N-D-A. This game was played using Pasión de las Pasiones, written by Brandon Leon Gambetta, he, him, and published by Magpie Games. More from Brandon can be found at brandonleongambetta.com or on Twitter at bleongambetta. The music in this issue is Wepa by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games, and other games by independent creators. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. For updates and more information, find us on Twitch and YouTube by searching for Moon Harbor Heroes or follow us on Twitter at Moon Harbor Cast. If you want to contact us, DM us on Twitter or email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue. So what's like, what's like the teaser for each of these characters for like the next time on? Like what is like the brief like couple seconds of like of video do they show? It is in fact Jetty uh, grabbing Infinite. You don't understand. Giving him his powers back will will get him back from the coma. But his heart. <laughs> he's a lover. It's broken. <laughs> It's not going to do anything. I have to restart it myself. <laughs> a shot of me hovering over his bed. Electricity just fucking on hands. It's a image of Ravelle standing over La Ladrona Infinita with like a weapon in her hand about to go down. And then the weak voice of uh, Dr. Carlos going, you can't. That's. Your mother. Oh. Yes. yes. Uh, I will go and try to uh, blackmail uh, La Ladrona Infinita to get some information on on Carlos. Uh, I don't know yet that he uh, is awake. I will use the fact that I know that they have a daughter and everything to try to get on her uh, something from her. We see Soraya is in like a big, like medical, you know, tube full of bright, like teal fluid hooked up to to all sorts of equipment. And there's beeping and stuff. And we can see that she's got bandaging over a bunch of uh, the side of her body that the armor was on. And she's like floating there with her her hair, like floating around her uh, strategically, keeping us safe for the sensors. And then uh, we see the the hand. Um, that still has the alien gauntlet on it, just like going just up to the elbow now with like bandages above it, uh, is like sitting there limp. And then suddenly it flexes and the water starts to boil around it. We see like Dr. Iaguez, like mostly just like sitting up in bed and we see him like, we see Enrique at his side and they reach out and gently grasp hands. <laughs> <laughs>